All right, everybody. Welcome to today's News Tonight, episode 144. Sorry about that. Like, every time I do something to my computer, my computer decides to just blatantly screw with OBS. Anyway, uh, if you don't know, uh, today's News Tonight is a weeknight news show where we are joined by guests and our lovely patrons to discuss today's gaming news. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right here on YouTube at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. You know that since you're here. <laughs> but if you're listening on podcast services around the globe, we're available there, too. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. As you notice, it's just the core GVG crew. Uh, you can see myself, Ash, Derek, uh, Daniel down in the lower left, and off camera, but still representing the voice of God as always, our good friend, Brandon Miracle. How's it going, everyone? I, yeah, we have one very specific topic we are going to be discussing. Um, I did want... I, I'm lucky I'm here. I Look, my Switch is right here. I've been playing it. <laughs> Trust me, when, when everybody joined this call, they could hear Metroid Dread coming through loud and clear. We're going to be talking a lot about Metroid Dread in this episode. It will be spoiler-free, so don't worry about that. We're not going to ruin your day. The game just came out. Oh, my God. Are you? I heard everyone else except Steve earlier. That's what I, I had thought, explicitly said it to to voice me. I I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. Anyway, folks. All right. Sorry oh, about that. Boy. Everyone's here. Everyone's played Dread just a little bit, but we're not going to go into spoilers. We're not going to ruin anything for you. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. You might notice that there's a new thing going on on the screen over here, <laughs> and uh, that is. <laughs> my answer uh to super chat so right now uh we we've heard you loud and clear we've heard that uh we've heard the show we've heard your comments today's super chats tonight we've heard gvg does nothing but read super chats for a half hour before the show starts and we agree with you we understand we know that it can break up the pacing of the show so Mm -hmm. how do we fix that how do we compromise uh this is my first uh attempt at an answer our first attempt at an answer to that uh we are not going to read every super chat for this episode Uh, instead every super chat will get its own screen time again like over here up here yeah they look like that uh and so if you donate at any level you'll see it on screen uh we are going to pick out the ones that we want to highlight or the ones that are you know pertinent to whatever it is we're talking about on the episode and we do have five full stories for you today though we're going to push through the first four because that fifth one is a doozy and i think we all want to talk about it um but before we get there i do want to take just a minute uh we don't have a sponsor for this episode if you'd like to find out more about how you could sponsor today's news tonight head over to patreon.com gvgaming we've got one slot open at that limited tier uh but you might notice that ash and i are matching today yeah uh, <laughs> And, and uh, for those of you that don't know, we're rocking Safe in Our World t-shirts. Uh, Safe in Our World is a wonderful uh, charity that focuses on mental health awareness uh, as it pertains to gaming. So, uh, you know, mental health is a really important thing. I, I will be the first to tell you that, you know, I struggle with my mental health. I know Ash does too. We're both very open about that fact. And there's nothing wrong about that. Feelings should be manageable and mentionable. And Safe in Our World does great work in that area. And today is their second anniversary uh, so I just wanted to shout them out and say, you know, thank you guys so much for all you do. Uh, yeah. Congrats on keeping this going two years. GVG is proud to be a partner of Safe in Our World, and we hope that there are many, many more years to come. 
Uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Keep kicking ass. We love all of you so much. And, and thank you for choosing us to be your partners. Uh, we are more than honored to be, uh, to be among the great people that, uh, help lift this charity up. Absolutely. And if you want to find out more about them, uh, head over to safeinourworld.org. They really are yes. a fantastic organization and they specialize in mental health, health outreach and support, not just for, uh, gamers, people who play games, but also the people who make them and cover them. It's for, for all sides of the industry. It really is fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one final thing before we get there. One, we crossed 69,000 subs. We're at an all-new high. Also, just nice. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, nice. you know, I, I don't have this on the docket, but I did want to talk a little bit about one of these. And not actually Ooh. specifically this one, but I got my Switch OLED today. I'm very excited. Thank you, Nintendo, for sending one of these over for me to check out. Uh, there will be a full review on it in the coming days. But let me let me walk off screen for just a second. Oh man! There he goes. <laughs> Colors. I didn't just get up. one of these. Right here, we oh, have man. it in our hands, and it's, it's waiting the one. for you. Do you want a free Switch OLED? Because when we get to seventy-five thousand subscribers, the very unit that I'm holding in my hands will be mailed to someone. And all you got to do yep. is be subscribed to the channel. Don't let this sit in my house for too long. <laughs> I, I really want to <laughs> give it to somebody. So if you're not subscribed, please go subscribe. All you got to do is be a subscriber and we will give this to just some lucky person out there. So I hope you win it. It's sitting here waiting for you, whoever you are. Your destiny is literally in my hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve, technically, I, I'm subbed to GBG through my personal YouTube account. I, I am mean, too, I'm... actually. So. Oh my. <laughs> so, you know, look at the draw. Don't worry, GVG employees uh, and co-founders yeah, are, are yeah. not eligible to win a yeah. free Switch OLED from GVG. Uh, we will be giving this uh, to somebody. Oh, yeah, here. and Mo are saying, please sign it. That'd uh, be cool. You know what? Absolutely. I, I will promise you the box, not the switch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to open yeah. it, but I promise you that it'll come autographed. If, if that's what you guys would like, whoever wins it, if you want an autograph on it, if you want an autograph from all three of us on it, I will ship this thing across the country twice. We'll ship it around together. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, to, to make sure you get it the way you want it. Uh, and that and and that giveaway is eligible to anybody anywhere we'll ship it to you wherever you want to go or wherever you live so if you live in europe because yes. i know there's quite a few folks on the other side of the pond you live anywhere in the world we'll make sure you get it if you're the winner of our giveaway so when we hit seventy-five thousand subs that oled is ready to go we're just waiting to give it away um and if you're already subbed don't worry that means you're already entered i've seen a little confusion about that if you're already subbed you're already yes. entered don't when we, worry if yeah. you are subbed at the time that we hit seventy-five thousand, you're in if you're sub now, whether you subbed yep. back when John had the channel a long time ago, doesn't matter. We love all of you, no matter when you chose to support us. So uh, go out there. If you if you are, aren't subbed yet, sub. I mean, it's, it's free, and you could win a Switch. Anyway, with all of that out of the way, <laughs> I do have a couple <laughs> Super Chats I'd like to highlight. Um, our good friend Jaden Buck with a $10 Super Chat. Thank you so much. I, I know that it showed on screen already, but this has become something of a Friday tradition here at TNT. Uh, so Jane Buck says, crazy question Fridays, crazy question number 11. If the four of you were to fight each other in real life, no weapons, no protection, and in your, you're in a plain open field, who would win? And I'm, I'm going to go with Daniel 
uh, because yep, I, I walked around Seattle with this man and his physical fitness is second to none. He would kick my ass. <laughs> yep. I was going to say the same thing for the same reason. Uh, Daniel and Brandon's wife, Michaela, and I all went to go get cookies one night at PAX, uh, PAX West. And we had to go like eight straight blocks up like this kind of incline. And Michaela and I were just like living our worst lives and miserable. Meanwhile, Daniel over here is like, hey, guys, you doing all right? Hey, come on. Let's go. Let's go get some cookies. How's it going, guys? Come on. He was just spry that's, as fuck and just super in shape. So I you sound I like you, an asshole over here. It would probably be Daniel. I, I think but I, I will say that I, I – my partner can beat you up. <laughs> Amy took karate and stuff, so <laughs> I will offer up. I don't want to fight, but go my stand, Amy. <laughs> go my stand. <laughs> you oh, have no Shadow idea what I'm capable of. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I don't. This is, getting, this is getting scary. Shadow Hermit says I would win because I'm invisible. Well, that, well, you know, he's God. That's, That's fair true. enough. That is but, true. Uh, eye in the sky tends to win no matter what. So, um, I I did want to call out one other one before we move on to the news. Uh, Stefan DeLint Wouters. Uh, this came in before the show even started with a five euro super chat. Said I got my Switch OLED today and love it. Big upgrade from Switch Lite. Also love the black slash white color, which goes perfect with my Smash Pro controller. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, oh, nice. uh, wow, coming from nice. a light, it's probably a massive, massive upgrade. <clears throat> Uh, mm -hmm. But I do have to say, just going from the, you know, normal switch we all have to this thing, uh, the OLED feels a lot more premium. It, it's a really, really impressive package. So, you know, go go subscribe and win one. <laughs> anyway. uh, you mind if I read one more out just because it's good yep. vibes? I want to congratulate someone. Sure. sure. Jacob Ward with $9.99 saying, hey, GVG, I'm getting married next month. And I'm oh, wow. playing, making a playlist of oh, game man. music to play during dinner. Any recommendations? I posted in the Discord. Thanks, GV gang, but would love to get your input. Just wanted to say congratulations to you, Jacob. That's awesome. Yeah, and congratulations. Uh, I had I had a, a really cool Chrono Trigger remix at my wedding, which I could totally recommend to you if you're a Chrono Trigger fan. The Smash Brothers Ultimate menu theme also works as a cool marching band type theme to walk into. So there are a lot of cool things you could do. But anyway, just wanted to say congratulations. Don't want to hold up the news too much longer. I just wanted to say that. Make sure yeah. you all dance. Make sure you all dance to Jump Up Superstar. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. At some point. Oh, that would be <laughs> nice. cool. I, I, I like it. that. I like oh, that. there you go. All right. Well, you know, I, I did find inadvertently the perfect segue. If you were listening to Ash's feed, you might have heard some sirens. And uh, <laughs> that feels like an appropriate way to bring up this first news story. Coming by way of IGN, Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy, the definitive edition, has finally been officially announced. Uh, we talked about this on a previous episode of TNT. Uh, Rockstar, like, it's the worst kept secret in, in the industry <laughs> right now. Uh, this is leaked from Korean ratings boards. Uh, logos have popped up online for this thing that are official Rockstar logos. Uh, and it seems like all of the rumors were true. Uh, so we basically have uh, the first... Well, not the first three, right? The first three 3D Grand Theft Auto games. So GTA right. 3. The GTA, GTA 3, Vice. really. That's really what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. Uh, GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. And the thing I really find exciting about this, is it's coming to PS5. It's coming to Xbox Series. It's coming to PC. But it's also coming to Switch. And I'll, yeah. I'll have to wait to see it. But the uh, other exciting thing is that this is all coming this year. So it's... You know, we don't have yeah. long to wait before yeah. these games are out. And I'm personally, I don't really love GTA San Andreas, but Vice City is 1,000% one of my favorite open yeah, world Yeah, if they maintain that time. soundtrack, 
That's yeah. the big question is how oh. much they kept of the soundtracks. I'm I do, actually I do most interested. That. Oh, go ahead, Steve. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm with Derek. Like, a, they had one of the best licensed soundtracks ever in a game in Vice mm-hmm. City. And it's just a bunch of 80s rock and pop. And it, it is so incredibly good. I do have to wonder if they're going to include, like, a streamer mode like most modern games do. So that, Guardians you know. Of the yeah. I mean, yeah. there is an option to just not have music. That's um, true, too. But, right. man, the, I, I will say, though, more... the music is kind of what makes that game for me. <laughs> True. Yeah. I, yeah. I like I like that, and I like the talk radio tracks. I don't know how well they've aged. To be fair, I know they were really funny back then. I don't know if they're still really funny, but I remember really enjoying a lot of the talk radio. And it's funny. I actually I'm not a big GTA guy anyway. You all know that, but I kind of bounced off Vice City actually, and it's oh, more wow. GTA Three that I'm more interested in going back to to just revisit a little bit. I don't see myself playing all three of these games in depth at all, but. GTA 3 was definitely pretty pretty revolutionary at the time, but I don't find that I remember all that I, much of it. it is I, it's I, yeah. funny how much I, I do remember because uh, quite a bit of it, I and how limited it was because it was a big deal as you went through these this 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 trilogy, getting features that you wish were there the entire time. Like your protagonist does not talk in the uh, in the in GTA 3. Your protagonist does not swim. There are no motorcycles, there are no planes. There is like it's very limited. Uh yeah, you got all the games, all the uh side quests like you can do taxi runs and hospital runs and stuff like that, but I think it would be eye-opening just how much did not was is not there when you play this game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like game design has moved forward in a big way since GTA 3 and a lot of people don't think about it just because it, it's been happening at kind of like a slower pace. You know, it's like uh, when you look, you know, like you look at yourself and you look at picture, you, you look at yourself through the years and you don't realize the gradual changes that happen in your appearance, you know, but if you go back and look at a picture from a year ago, you're like, mm. oh God, like I've changed so much. Um, and it, <laughs> it's kind of like that with game design. Like you think about GTA like five, right? And you think like, oh, what are the new things GTA five did? And you're like, oh, you can change characters. That's, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's otherwise it's a GTA game. But if you go back, like you said, Derek, and you play three, it is wild how limited those that game is in comparison. Uh, so I'll be interested to see these. But other than that, you good know, voice I'm, cast, though. Oh, yeah. Like you've got Ray Liotta, Burt yeah. Reynolds, oh, like yeah. actual celebrities in this. And I that's what I find amazing that they were able to re-release this because they probably had to renegotiate to even use those previously recorded clips from those folks. Right. You know, and as Late Night Sprites point, it points out in our live audience chat, the talk radio apparently, and I don't remember this, but apparently the humor used slurs that are certainly a tad outdated now. Um, and so I wonder how that'll, you know, if that'll land differently today. I mean, I, here's the thing is I think they can get away with it as long as they do a very important thing that uh, Warner Brothers does, does with their like wartime cartoons for the Looney Tunes, which is have a thing there is like... Yeah, this, just disclaim that like this was a product of its time. It is our views don't necessarily agree with or line up with this at all at this point. But this was the original vision. This is of its time. Please be aware and maybe have an option to not have that stuff on. Yeah, right. Right. I, like I you can fine. go through and decide which channels like you want to have a, you know, will, not so great one. <laughs> I will say um, I could I I could be wrong, but I don't remember slurs outright being used like something that, that would be defined as a slur i remember some very offensive caricatures but i don't remember right. like racial slurs being used in game 
in terms of like on the on the talk radio you know um um i could be wrong about that though it's been a long time (laughs) i just wanted to point out bell aim in our youtube chat said i also love the rickroll song I, I was looking at the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist uh, earlier today. The Rick Rolls, Never Gonna Give You Up, is in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one really? of that game's, yeah, that's one of that oh game's song, playlist songs for Star Lord. Oh my gosh. She wow. unironically loves that song. So people yes. were trying to figure out what her stand name would be and so, like what's her favorite right. song. And so, yeah, she's, she's going to Rick Roll you. <laughs> My, my favorite thing about that song is how unintentionally similar it is to Robo's theme in Chrono Trigger. You can like lay the two on top mm. of each other and they sync up perfectly. It's oh like, god, yeah, yeah. They inspired yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh I, I don't think we have a lot more to talk about with uh I mean we don't even know what exactly what kind of features they're gonna have. There's they said there's gonna be coming more as the weeks go by, so this is just like, hey, it's here. Yeah, I'm really curious to to find out what they're going to do to update these games because they mentioned like upgraded graphics and you know, I think we can all kind of figure out what some of that'll be, like improved character models and stuff like that, but uh on the Switch front, I'm really curious to see because I hope that they don't pull what a lot of publishers do and say like, "Oh, it's remastered, but on the Switch we just get like up-resed PS2 ports." You know, <laughs> and yeah. everyone else gets like a full yeah. ground-up remake or something. <laughs> I, I hope it's not that. I hope we get something that's a little more in line with, you know, the Switch isn't so underpowered that it can't handle a remake of a, you know, 20-year-old video game. But we'll, right. we'll see. A PS2 right. game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it has L.A. Noir. It should be fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, L.A. Noir initially ran kind of crappy on the Switch, but they updated it till where it was serviceable. And that's a PS3 game. So I think we should be okay there to get some updated visuals on the switch version mm-hmm. um anyway to to transition because i want to move through these news stories because i think we all <laughs> are itching to talk about metroid but uh i'm going to read this super chat because it serves as a perfect segue into it uh bongo lover with a canadian five dollar super chat says now that nagoshi is leaving i can finally lead ryu gagotoku studio to work on a yakuza like a danimal ichibong <laughs> will be facing the activia alliance which I, so I love good. your commitment to the bit man i really too, really man. do 100 <laughs> respect i love it yeah love it. all right with that in mind let me go ahead and get this next one on screen and uh as bongo lover it uh kind of outright stated uh and we reported previously i want to say a couple weeks back uh toshihiro nagoshi uh who was the studio head for uh, ryuga gotoku studio colloquially known as rgg studio the folks behind yakuza and judgment uh is leaving uh the rumor that came out i believe said he was heading to NetEase. Uh, and while he obviously doesn't confirm where he's headed, he just mentions that he is departing Sega. Uh, this is, you know, at this point, not really a surprise because, like I said, we have previous reporting that kind of implied that this was happening. But what is interesting, and I don't know that I, it, it's a curious way to announce it, but they just said like, hey, uh, also Yakuza Like a Dragon's getting a sequel, like in, in this announcement <laughs> that he's leaving. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they like outright confirmed that it's continuing Kasuga's story, which thank God, hell yes, I'm so yeah. happy to hear that. But it is such a weird way to announce not only the fact that a sequel's coming, but the fact that it's going to be another Ichiban game. Like that's just so what a weird way to announce it. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I to kind of take away the sting, perhaps. That's exactly maybe, what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. 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 
I mean, how appropriate that the, the two games that this guy's most well known for uh, got a release both in September before he left. You, you know, well, like not not in Monkey Ball's case, but you know, got a new Super Monkey Ball and got a new Yakuza esque game thanks to Judge, Lost Judgment, and boom, he's out. It's like, yeah, it, it definitely has go, a I'm vibe out. <laughs> of like he's just wrapping up his affairs before he leaves. He's like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a Yakuza out the door. I'm going to get a Judgment sequel out the door. I'm going to get a Monkey Ball out the door. And now I'm out the door. I'm going to miss both of them. I'm going to, you know, they, they clearly have had an incredible influence on both, you know, Yakuza. I mean, a huge influence on Yakuza, but also in so doing a significant one on Sega at large. And that's not to say that, that the, those left behind can't continue on their work. I have trust and faith that they will, but I'm still going to miss them. Uh, it's, it's definitely the end of, of something of an era, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, Oh, real quick. We have a piece of breaking news. Um, we just had Jared Helder join, uh, brand new to our Patreon at our live audience tier. So welcome Jared. I hope you found your way into the discord. And I hope you you enjoy your stay. Uh, you'll also get access to the post show, which is great because we are probably going to continue to talk about Metroid into the post show. <laughs> but anyway, <No> doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was deeply interesting uh, to see it happen this way. I, I feel bad, like because they show the pic, the, like they took one last group photo, right? Which is really nice to see everybody together. And then you see, like I I've talked about this on the show before, but Nagoshi looks exactly like the kind of person who would be making games about the yakuza like he looks (laughs) kind of like a yakuza himself like you know like short cut hair like pencil thin eyebrows kind of a menacing expression (laughs) that he wears (laughs) and i'm like yeah this guy looks like the people he makes in his games and uh the the new head i can't remember his name right now but the new head of the studio is clearly not as as deep into the yakuza lore as well, that's the thing is that remember this happened over his, uh, uh, some time for um, yeah yeah he didn't for Nagoshi like because if you look at him during a Super Monkey Ball days he does not look like he'd be part of the Yakuza. This is him getting into the life. Or we might see him start sporting a fro and whatnot and just <laughs> matching Ichiban. That would be, that would amazing, be amazing if yep. if he just continued. What would be even more amazing is if like the day after he leaves Sega. He just looks like he's working on monkey ball again. He's like, yeah, I'm not about that <laughs> life anymore. I had to get out. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was definitely an, an interesting, uh, you know, announcement. I, I think that the studio will be fine. We talked about this before. I gave my opinion on it before, so I won't like belabor the point, but I feel like, uh, you know, studios aren't one person right like as much as Mm -hmm. thank you sakurai is a thing we all know that smash wasn't just made by sakurai like he's definitely the face of it but you know he wasn't the only person that made it a ton of brilliant people worked together on that uh same goes for every game every single game like it's teams upon teams of brilliant people kojima doesn't make his games by himself miyamoto doesn't make his games by himself um and so you know my hope is that you know, I, Nagoshi seems like a very, like he cares a lot about what he creates. And I don't think he would ever just like up and leave and, and not leave his team prepared to handle, you know, f- set up for success when he takes off. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. It really is. It, it's a show of leadership because these people that have, that have come out as leaders can definitely leave an impression. They can motivate people. They can make it happen. 
Um, you know, obviously the resurrection of Final Fantasy fourteen was not just because of Yoshida. Uh, he was able to motivate the team and get them going. But my God, if it wasn't for him, I don't think anybody else could have stepped up and done it. Um, yeah. So there is that aspect of like, yeah, it's not just a team, but these guys can motivate like nobody's business. And uh, hopefully whoever uh, the person taking over from the Goshi can noti- uh, motivate in the same way. He prepared them in some way and make it happen. It's been, ha- it's, you know, it's been done before. This is not a death knell. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, have a fe- I just have a feeling like Yakuza is going to be fine. Yeah, I, I do love this this comment from Bongo Lover about this. He says, uh, if Nagoshi leaves, does his pinky go too? Oh, <laughs> I just imagine him like turning in his resignation and holding a, a knife over his pinky like a taunt. Right. <laughs> they're trying to tell him, they're like, this is Sega. This is Sega. Don't do that. You don't have to do it. It's okay. You don't have yeah. to do it. We just make video games. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're fired. Get out. <laughs> Oh, but uh, he does, Bongo Lover does shed some interesting light on this whole situation. He mentions that Nagoshi was not involved with Lost Judgment, oh. that that was entirely the new team. And if that's the case, I can tell you that the team's in great hands because yeah, Lost Judgment really slaps. Fine. It is so good. Nice. It'll be interesting to see then because Lost Judgment is obviously more of a, you know, of an action game, uh, like an action brawler. It'll be in- interesting to see how they handle Yakuza 8 then in terms of it being, now we know, it's a continuation of Ichiban's story and presumably another turn-based JRPG-style game. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that versus something like Lost Judgment. Not saying or suggesting that I don't think they can. I'm just curious to see how it how it goes. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I think that it'll be that it'll be interesting to see the future of the studio, but I'm, I'm confident, especially now knowing Lost Judgment, because Lost... Oh my God, Lost Judgment is so good. <laughs> Lost really Judgment is... The only thing I don't like about Lost Judgment is the skateboard. I don't know if any of y'all have played mm. it with the skateboard. Just I don't like it, but <laughs> that is I have. That... Yeah, I want to play it. It's something I, I just don't have time to get around to, but I want to mainly because well, not mainly. Uh, there are a lot of reasons I want to play it, but I really want the dog partner. I want the dog partner. You get a dog and it's yep. awesome. It is yeah. <laughs> such a good game. But anyway, I could talk about RGG Studio quite a bit. It'll devolve into a Lost Judgment discussion if I keep going, trust me. <laughs> um, but this next news story, uh, well, before we move to the next news story, I do want to read uh, this one super chat. I don't know if it popped up on screen. I didn't see it. But uh, this one comes from Game Liking yet, no. uh, with a, a $10 uh, super chat. Thank you so much. And uh, he says... Oh, there we go. One of the five people who listened to the re-uploads on Spotify. Finally caught you live. Been following you since Smash 4 pick of the days. Really helps me get through third sh- shifts. Thank Aww. you for being you. Well, thank you. Oh, for thank you. Awesome. For... Thank you for being you. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's an honor to have you here. I'm glad you were able to catch us live. And, and thanks oh, for yeah. watching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Means a lot. <laughs> Trust me. Means a lot. We're, we're oh, trying yeah. our best here. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from going to talking about uh, RGG games, I'd like to just take a quick moment, if you'll indulge me, if you will, to talk about the game that I feel inspired all of their work. Let me oh, go ahead absolutely. and throw that one up on screen. Definitely. Shenmue is getting an anime, finally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I can't believe it. So the, the anime was announced a while ago, but it got a trailer. And I have to tell y'all, this anime it, looks so good this looks better than the game i'll tell you right well, now yeah this looks way better than the game 
Well, I like, remember. It, it looks, yeah. I remember sitting uh, on the floor playing Shenmue 1 in 1999 with my brother. And we were playing it, and I was like, dude, this is totally some Seinen anime <laughs> shit. Like, this is absolutely, like, this oh, would make yeah. such a good mm. manga. Like, I was like, why didn't they just release this as a manga? And, of course, uh, you know, that that has been now, like, a 25-year epic that we've been waiting for uh, Sega to wrap up this story. Well, Yu Suzuki to wrap up this story. And if you don't know, and I feel like if you wanted to play Shenmue 3, you've already played it. Uh, so I'm going to give you the tiniest of spoilers about Shenmue 3. It doesn't resolve anything. Nothing. It leaves you it's on always. a cliffhanger after 18 years of waiting for them to just move the story forward. Shenmue does Shenmue 3 does almost nothing <laughs> to continue the story. Right. Like from a narrative perspective, you are no better off when the game ends than when it started. Um How'd they even make the game if they weren't going to progress the plot. Yeah, it, it mm. literally leaves on the same exact cliffhanger as Adoodle says in our patron chat as Shenmue 2. Like, you're you're still in the same boat that you were Ridiculous. at the end of Shenmue 2. Uh, so mm. after beating it, I was immensely frustrated. I love that the game exists. I was happy to play it, but I was like, please just give me some new story. Like, that's what I'm here for. I want to know what happens to Ryo. I want to know if he ever avenges his father. Like, I just need to know. It's been 20 years. <laughs> And fortunately, is there the some Shen kind of grand conspiracy? Because I can tell you, yeah, he's going to avenge his father. But is there any other greater narrative to answer? There is like a conspiracy there, because there are, <laughs> there's like uh, so Londi, the man who kills your father in the very beginning. You still have no clue why the hell he did that. Like you're trying to unravel what your oh father gosh. was mixed up in that caused someone to show up and murder him in his house. Uh, you're you're trying to like there's there's a secret like society. You're trying to leave RGG Studio. Yeah, yeah. This is this is you're fired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it is it is just such a weird thing to to see. But I will say one: the animation for this game looks stellar. Uh, apparently, it's a Crunchyroll and Cartoon Network Adult Swim exclusive. I I don't understand that at all, but I will be watching it. Uh, you can see a bunch of clips uh, that clearly take place during Shenmue One and Two in the trailer that they showed. Oh, nice uh rio is way more badass in the anime oh he has like the, the meanest look on his face definitely he looks yeah, way and, cooler here and he's game. fighting with uh they they show chai who if you've never seen chai from shenmue he is disgusting he's like bald <laughs> yeah. and liver spotted and has like four teeth and they're all rotten and like in the game and he's a hunchback like in the anime they somehow make him look cool even though he is still <laughs> gross <laughs> and uh there's there's a moment that is just like chilling like chai jumps in for an attack and rio just like punches at him and and chai has this look on his face like if he had taken that punch it would have gone right through his face like <laughs> it is it is such a it, like it's well animated it looks really good and they promise that the story will continue past what shenmue 3 showed us oh dude oh wow so okay, that's what I, am, I was gonna ask i was like mm, is there a feeling oh, here in terms yeah. of height because Apparently not. If, if they've already promised that, then I, my, my concern was going to be that there was kind of maybe an upper limit to this show's potential because they weren't going to go past three. But now that you said that, that's awesome. And I, yeah. honestly, I would rather relive the story through this and, and just get Shinmu three and the rest of two story. I never finished two through this than go back and play them. So Absolutely. this looks great. This really, really does look great. I just uh, I am going to miss, you know, in his own way, I'm going to miss Rio's 
game English game voice because it's just so weird and goofy and awkward. <laughs> I'm gonna miss like really really choice dialogue. Like, did you see a black car driving here the day the yeah. snow turned to rain? Like, do you, do you <laughs> know where I can so find any weird. sailors nearby? <laughs> Have you seen any sailors? Okay. Yeah, it's so weird. And but I think it's cool that we're gonna get a version of Shinmu that isn't flanked by that really awkward element and just a badass action anime with a cool story. I'm in for this. I think it looks great. Yeah, it, it is. It is honestly probably going to be. I, I hope that they just wrap up the story. That's really what I want. I yeah. want them to let us know what happens to Rio. I would be really happy if we got you know a game <laughs> that that helped this. I like the Shenmue series. Uh, I truly hope there's a Shenmue, Shenmue four. But if if this is how I have to get the story. I'm really happy that at least it's a really good looking anime because uh, I will <laughs> I will watch the hell out of this. I'll review this anime right here on GVG. I promise you <laughs> when, it, when it comes out. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for more on that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what Cartoon Network and, and Crunchyroll have in store for us. Uh, Kane Woolley uh, thought I said Shaq Fu was the was getting an anime, which I gotta admit you know I also watched. That. Also, I would watch that. Hell yes, I would. I could see Adult Swim doing that yeah. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Good. Um, speaking on trailers, real quick, just because I have to mention it. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our live audience tier, you probably should because on the post show, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Dragon Ball Super superhero trailer that came. Oh out. Oh god, yeah, yeah we definitely have to. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm I don't have time that. to fit it into the show proper, but we will be talking about it right after this at about 5.15, about a half hour from now. Uh, Anyway, uh, before we move on to the top story of tonight, let me go ahead and and get this one out of the way. This one's one's a little interesting. Uh, There's a lot in this article that I probably want to mention, so I'm just going to throw it up on screen without context, and we'll talk about it right now. So Nintendo did another, I I believe they call it now, Ask the Developers, which is essentially like the spiritual successor to Iwata Asks. And uh, this one was focused on the Switch OLED model. Uh, And an interesting uh, quote came from this. Uh, They asked, another major characteristic of Nintendo Switch is the Joy-Con controllers. A big part of the user experience comes from the Joy-Con, but were there any improvements? Uh, And surprisingly, you know, we've, we've heard in official PR communications over and over again, they're the same Joy-Con. They aren't. Uh, So Mr. Yamashita from Nintendo says, Joy-Con controllers have lots of different features, so we've been continuing to make improvements that may not always be visible. Among others, the analog stick parts have continuously been improved since launch, and we are still working on improvements. Uh, He says... The parts of the Joy-Con analog sticks are not something that can be bought off the shelf, but are specific, specially designed, so we have undergone a lot of considerations to improve them. In addition, we improved the reliability test itself, and we have continued to make changes to improve durability and clear this new test. When the effects of our improvements were confirmed, we promptly incorporated them into the Joy-Con controllers that are included with the console, Nintendo Switch Lite, and the ones sold individually that were manufactured at that time. This involves the internal components of the Joy-Con, so you can't tell the improvements from the outside, but we use the new versions of the parts when we repair them. Also, similar continual improvements have been made for the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller as well. Uh, that's that's kind of a lot to digest, but in a real roundabout way, uh, Nintendo is kind of saying like, yeah, we know that Joy-Con drift is a thing, and we have been quietly working to fix it. And if you buy new Joy-Con or you get yours repaired, 
we're going to slip those improvements into your Joy-Cons. So that's pretty, pretty interesting, you know, way of doing mm-hmm. it because Nintendo has been kind of silent on this issue. Like they've been like, oh yeah, well, if you send them in, we'll fix them, but we're not going to say they drift. And, you know, <laughs> oh, we're going to say that we improve them all the time, but we're not going to say they drift. And right. Nintendo has this weird, like aversion to just admitting that there's some kind of issue. And I get it. Like there's probably like some lawyer somewhere in their, in, in the company is probably like, do not say ne- that. <laughs> yeah. Never admit to anything. Yeah. Right. Never admit yeah, exactly. that there's a defect in your product because people will sue you. And, and I get it. I mean, it's good to know that they're changing them, but I do feel like with as prevalent a, of an issue as it appears to be. And I was saying this before the show, I have never had drift happen, but I also own like literally probably 20 pairs of Joy-Con. So I, I just switch them out maybe too frequently. But um, my Pro Controller, you know, has never had an issue. And I hear very few people complain about Pro Controller drift. But I feel like the right thing to do would just be to own up and say like, hey, you know, we know that this happens to some people or a small percentage or however you want to couch it to make it sound good for you still. But like, hey, if you're having this problem, we'll, we'll take care of you. We got you. Because Nintendo honestly has pretty legendary customer service like i've never had an issue when i actually Mm -hmm. call them and i'm like hey this sucks i'm having a bad time nintendo always fixes it and i i I gotta say like it it just feels antithetical to how good their customer service is to not just admit it and let and take the hit and let people you know set up a a exchange program or something yeah it is very strange i mean i mean considering this is the same company that had the ambassador program for the 3ds you know with the 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 gba games and everything when you know that launch kind of fell flat and they i I agree with you steve like they've really always been well known for kind of going out of their way i would say to to the extent that they reasonably can to have good customer support and i've been lucky enough that really none of my nintendo products that i can think of have ever really needed to be fixed i've been very lucky on that front I've never really had to send my console in for repair for a Nintendo console, at least. And um, so I've been lucky on that front. But it is strange that they have been so stubborn and not just I know they can't outright admit it because of the the legal repercussions. But as you said, just establish some sort of program, some sort of mea culpa, because obviously this is happening. It's happening a lot to the point where they're willing to admit it in a roundabout way in this Ask the the Developers interview. It's all very strange. Uh, it's, It's a weird way to handle it. But I guess at least they're kind of admitting it in a sort of roundabout way. Eh, progress a little bit. Yeah. It's, yeah it is. it's it's just kind of cool that they have been working on it. This doesn't really like I've made a point not to play use Joy-Cons unless I'm actually in handheld mode. Otherwise, I'm using my Pro Controller, so and thankfully the Smash Pro Controller has been working pretty well for me since I got it. No no real issues. I had to, I had to so getting nice. those Zelda Joy-Cons cuz like you know, those are really nice, and I don't want to buy them and have them fail. Uh, so I hope that, you know, these updates have applied to those, too. That I said, to, I haven't had any issues. I have to imagine mm-hmm. that they did. Because, I mean, the Switch OLED had to be in development for how long? You know, like, probably at least a year before before they even announced it. So I, right. I feel like those silent Joy-Con revisions that have been going on probably apply to most recently released Joy-Con. Um one thing that I did find really interesting is in that article, there's a whole other bunch of little things buried that Nintendo didn't talk about with the Switch OLED model at all. Like, dumb things, but but interestingly small things. For instance, uh, one of the things they mentioned, this is the uh, Joy-Con grip that came with uh, the Switch OLED that I got today. 
And on the pupper grip, they engraved the logo on instead of it just being silk screened on like before. Like they go out of their way to say that. They're like, huh. we engraved it on the Joy-Con grip now. And I felt it and it's it's a little tiny bit recessed. It's just a weird detail. Uh, they also released new revisions of like the HDMI cable and charger to make them easier to bend. I, I was like, this is all just all kind right. of weird stuff you guys did, but all right. Yeah. So, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, Steve. I, I just love. I, I just kind of want to get the dock, but for now, like, I, yeah. I, I do want to get an, an OLED model in, eventually. Anyway, I want to get an Xbox Series X first, so that's a little ways off. But man, mm. that dock alone—it's just so aesthetically pleasing compared. And it, not that the original dock's ugly, but it's just very mm-hmm. plain and nondescript. This new one—it's hot. It's yeah, it's hot. I, I, I wish like I could it. show it. Old... I stood my PS5 back up to make room for it, <laughs> and it's hiding back there now. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, my PS5 is once the shy. only big white plastic thing on my on my desk. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's cool that Nintendo is doing something to address it. I wish they'd just not be so quiet about it. I wish they would just out and out admit it, talk about it, and and put something together to make people feel better about it. Because I can't imagine. Like, if you're not someone like us that follows gaming news and you have this problem, you know, I I wonder how many people have just been like, well, shit, I can't use my Joy-Con anymore, you know, and, and those Joy-Con mm-hmm. are either in the trash mm-hmm. or, or just sitting in a drawer collecting dust because they don't think Nintendo will help them. Uh, right. Which, I mean, Nintendo would, but, you know, not everybody that buys a Switch is hops on YouTube and watches GVG talk about it for 20 minutes. So. <laughs> exactly. But they should. They yeah. should because they, they could should. win a free Switch and that would solve their drift problem <laughs> nice. too. Nice. I love so. it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, I know yeah. why we're all here today. And now yes. it is finally the time. The moment you could say we've all been dreading. Nice. That's right, motherfuckers. Metroid Dread is finally out and I can't wait to talk about it i'm practically shaking with excitement at this point <laughs> we've only had to wait 16 years that's not that long right no nope. i have only been years. holding this in was for so long i love that shirt man i God. that is really good yeah that shirt's awesome i do love that i uh <sighs> i yeah and like when i went to pick it up today i was just i had a moment where i was just like wow i am holding metroid freaking dread in my hands and and this was 16 years ago this was you know technically revealed and then it just never materialized and now it's here and i I posted this on twitter too but it's here three days after sora got announced for smash this is the best timeline the best (laughs) time i can't believe those things happen in the same week and (laughs) adam real quick adam blake no spoilers we are not going to be spoiling i'm not going to not even mention anything that's been shown in the trailer i'm going to keep things general yeah, um, we're we're so just not even far enough to have spoilers. Feelings about the game. We're not going to talk about what happens. We're not going to talk about anything. I I will say, before anything else, how far has each of us played? Uh, Ash, how how much have you gotten a chance to play yet? I'm pretty sure I'm the least far out of all of us because I I had some work to do this afternoon. So I I'm basically in the area with the second Emmy, but I haven't. How many gone further than that yet? Okay, so about like thirty minutes. Hour. It sounds. Yeah, like an hour, including the opening cutscenes, I would say. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say I hit the first boss, but I'm honestly not certain it's a boss. It looks like a boss, <laughs> but it, I, I literally got into the room. <laughs> was slot, it shown was like, during the treehouse? I don't know. I didn't watch the treehouse. Oh, I don't oh. know. What boss oh, that's, you're talking well, that's about. fair. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, because the one yeah. shown during the treehouse is the is. I will. Is the you know what I can boss. say. 
uh, you enter an Emmy location and it shows it shows this creature. And I thought that I was going to fight it right then. And then like you keep going through the Emmy area oh, and then it shows it another again. small okay. cut scene with that same thing. Oh, I know and then like are. two rooms over, you finally find it. And it's like okay. the center of the room. And it's a it's yeah, it, I'm, I'm 90 percent certain it's a boss. I think, I think yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I but I literally got in the room and I was like, oh, it's time for TNT. <laughs> so I had to turn off my switch. Um, what about you, Daniel? I'm in the uh, the second like area like of, mm-hmm. of after you fight the uh, well, I'm, I'm looking to take down the third Emmy essentially. So I just got to that that next area after um, what, what are the worlds called? <laughs> I'm like losing track already. Oh, uh, the second area maybe is Kateria. Kateria, yeah, I got there like not too long ago, so I've been exploring there. Just pretty much that's pretty much where I am right now. So a fair ways in uh, so far. Okay, Brandon. I am. Um... Two major boss fights deep. I'm getting ready wow. to defeat my fourth Emmy. That's Man. kind of where. That's basically where I'm at right now. I'm about three hours in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've defeated uh, three Emmys, and I uh, am. I've just reached the fourth area. But okay, that, you guys are zooming. Yeah, we're you and I are basically in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, it, today was a very good Metroid day for me. I managed. To, oh, I want those. I managed that's, to that's find fair. these. I was. Uh, my, nice. my, I, I, got I got a tip that GameStop just had them in store and my local GameStop, like the one right near me didn't have them, but the one like a mile away from it did. And they also had this guy, which I had never gotten before. Oh, right. oh, no. oh nice. Got, got the whole theme. I finally completed my Metroid uh, Amiibo collection. <laughs> Ribbon was the only one I didn't have. Oh, wow. My GameStop so. was swimming in Metroid Dread Amiibo. I was shocked at how many they had on the shelf. That's what yeah, I wanted. This was like some people. Too. Yeah, this was like three or four hours after open. Like they were not having issues. Man, I I need to go cancel my pre order because I went to Walmart and got it even earlier. So, I I, uh, my pre order got delayed until Sunday. I think I'm gonna have the game done by then. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Then you'll be use it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be definitely playing a lot after tonight um, because I just I want to have uh, the thing is I'm the one doing the review and I want to have this yeah. review up asap and, and I, even if I wasn't the doing the review, review I'd just be playing this like crazy, you know. I'm the one <laughs> editing the review and I want to be done at the same time so I can just look through footage yep. freely without worry. Yep, exactly, and I don't blame you because, boy. Um, hitting that moment in that everybody complained about as a spoiler. God, I wish that hadn't been spoiled. Oh my! Because it's handled yeah. so perfectly. It's so That's good. It's really a shame that they chose uh, to spoil that particular moment. Yeah, it it it's is a shame, but... so perfectly done. But um, I, I guess just based on uh playtime again, Ash, how are you feeling about it? Like, what are your first impressions so far? I mean, I'm I'm having a great time. I, it's <clears throat> it's exactly what I wanted it to be. It's exactly pretty much what I expected it to be, given all the pre-release coverage. You know, it's it's Samus's movement is so sleek and so smooth. Oh, yeah. She she feels so good to control. But it's even better now in 60 FPS in high definition than than it was back in Samus Returns on the 3DS. And I like Samus Returns, and I love the way you know her free aim movement. I love the way she moves in that game. But it all just comes together in here in Dread with with the you know 1080p 60fps. It's just it feels great. Um, I will say I do wish there was a bit more. I wish there there was a bit more rumble utilized. I would like to feel that mm. you know like the the 
pitter I guess the pitter patter of, of Samus's steps or interacting with things or or just even her arm cannon or something, just like a little kickback there. There's a little bit of HD rumble and cutscenes and such, but I'm also a big fan of of haptic feedback though. Like it, it adds a lot in my opinion, and that's not necessarily true for everyone, and that's okay. Um, but what's there is cool, but it's just very slight. And the only other thing I want to say, I was thinking about this earlier, and you all are going to make fun of me. And this is not actually a criticism. I would not actually like dock the game for this in a review. But God, I wish I could slide by just holding down and pressing the jump button. I so oh. wish I because because Samus is slide. It's it's literally just Mega Man slide. But I don't like pressing L two to do it. I want to be able to just hold down and press jump. I'm sorry, I said it. I wouldn't actually criticize the game for that. You but know, man, I wish that well, was an option. That's, I personally that's think interesting it feels because. I really like the ZL for, for the slide yeah, because you I do too. Booking yeah, it, like I feel like when you're booking it and you're trying to get away from an Emmy or something, having to push down would like break your stride or you, there's a higher chance mm-hmm. you'd screw it up. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty grateful that there's like that dedicated slide button and that it's it like out of the way. Yeah. And I'm not like actually complaining. It's in, and as people in, in our live audience chat are, are pointing out, Mega Man isn't Metroid. It's 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 fine, but I just I'm like I keep fumbling because I'm like, wait, slide. Oh, I oh it's ZL. Oh, I can't just yeah. But it's that muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Mega and, Man can um, also yeah. do it from standing still, and that's not necessarily that's true. And Samus can't. Yeah. So yeah. So it's yeah. it's a different mechanic. But uh, but yeah. So that's really the only other thing I would say. But honest, I, I'm loving it, and I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get back to playing more of it. Uh, it's the weekend. I'm excited to be able to really devour <laughs> this game, and I doubt I'll have it finished by the end of the weekend, but I'm going to try to play as much as I can of it. I'm, I'm glad you said that, mm-hmm. because uh, Late Night Sprites a little while ago with a $5 Super Chat said, all I will say is Dread gives me great vibes. Enjoying this and Monkey Ball a lot. Got a pizza, <laughs> bringing these that. two games, binging these two games all weekend. <laughs> GVG is awesome. You're awesome, and you also just inspired <laughs> me to yeah. do exactly that. I'm definitely ordering Ooh. a pizza for dinner. Pizza sounds good. Oh. oh, wow. See, Steve, this, is why, this is why Daniel would beat us in a fight. We're just we're yep. sitting on our ass and playing Metroid. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, he's probably doing one-finger one push-ups while playing Metroid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, since since you're the next uh, le- I, the next one up that, uh, that hasn't made it quite as far, Steve, how, how's your general feeling on Dread been so far? Yeah, so it's, it's really good. Um, so one thing I want to mention, because for me... In my mind, like, I probably associate Metroid most strongly with Super Metroid. That's, like, the game that, that you know, the image of that game conjures in my mind when I think of this franchise. And there are so many little nods to Super Metroid from an iconography, iconography standpoint in this game. Like, when you, you know, the menu font looks just like the Super Metroid menu font, and I and love that the the <laughs> suit the suit screen the map screen they all look like they just recreated super metroid man and i love that like i it feels like coming home and i i have to say the, the samus's weight and the impact of of mm-hmm. her counters it's just perfect it's it like feels yeah. exactly right like I, I, you know, did the wall jump and it was just instinctive. Like it just worked exactly the <laughs> way I figured it would, uh, you know, charging, charging the arm cannon, everything. Like the only thing that I slipped up on a little bit, because again, like it was new to Samus returns and I didn't finish Samus returns was the, was the, uh, L button naming, right. I was just like, Oh, that's, oh, you yeah. know, I'm not used to this fully, but it, it was very quick. And I feel like the, uh, the timing for the uh, counters is is pretty forgiving, at least initially, like in the beginning. Um, mm. And so it, it feels really satisfying when you pull it off, like because you get that 
like instantly charged shot that you can just take someone out with really easily. Like, uh, I don't know what the enemy is called, but it's like that giant crab looking one. It's a common enemy. It's a normal one. Yeah. But like when you take right. one of those out, you feel like a badass. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, the Emmy encounters are also like appropriately terrifying. Like I was playing and I was sitting right here where, where I play because I, I had just finished prepping the show and I was like, all right, I have like 45 minutes. So I'm just going to play all the way through till when the show starts. And I was leaning back in my chair, looking at the TV here and every encounter I had with an Emmy, I was just like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. Oh God. Like I could feel my heart rate. <laughs> they are very good at making you feel like, like just got to go because they are just so relentless. And probably my probably my favorite part with an Emmy so far is trying to take down the second one where uh, they introduce uh, the mechanic of the the secondary function for the gun that you have to use in order to fully take it down. Oh, um, right. yeah. The Omega, uh, which yeah, the Omega gun, which they did not show before. It's like that's how you take down the non damaged Emmys, unlike the first one that they showed in the treehouse and the trailers and whatnot. Um, so I took care of that first part. Had to run off because I was, I was out of space and I needed a nice long hallway. So I went up and around and it was like, all right, it's going to follow me up and around. I'm waiting for it. Wait for it to come out of that door. All of a sudden get attacked from behind. The freaking oh, no. thing went back, back, went backwards and attacked <laughs> me from behind. It had no idea what was coming. It was all of a sudden it's like, like there and got me. It is like, that's some good AI. I like that. Yep. It, it, that it, it actually yeah, tricked me. Smart. They're legitimately I, aggressive and smart. Like I've died so many times. To oh God, yeah. Already. I've. Um, oh, go ahead. I think the most times I've died, funny enough, is just me seeing, being in the area. Okay, it's safe. I go through the door. Hello, there it is, and it just kills me right in, right there. It was like waiting go. for me. Like it was waiting for me or something. <laughs> the, the first Emmy, or like the tutorial Emmy, uh, where they basically just hand you the Omega Cannon. I uh, I grabbed the Omega Cannon, and I walked out to the left, and I'm like, I don't see it anywhere, so I started going through the door, and it it <laughs> spawned through the door while I walked through it, and it auto-killed me. That happened to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that could happen. I, That's have, so cool. Have any of you successfully countered enemy yet? I've done it twice so far. Yes. I've, done, I've got it twice so far. That's about it, because that timing is rough. <laughs> It's I have not cool. yet, but I haven't gotten caught by one yet. I, I think there are variations in how the Emmy will strike. There are. And it's there randomized, are, yeah. so you can't just do the same timing every time. Well, um, I noticed that sometimes you can get two separate windows to counter. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's they don't have a flash. Swing. It's just the timing of that flash that you got to protect, and that's yeah. that's the thing that I feel like it has a bit of variation to it. She'll either, like, counter with her arm cannon, or if you're too late, she'll try to kick herself free. Uh, which is really upsetting when you're trying to kick yourself free to no avail and you just die anyway. I know, you see your foot go out and you're like, nope, nothing. Well, <laughs> and then you're dead. dead. Yes, I'll die. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, I, I don't want to tell people how it is an Emmy kills you, but it is really unsettling to think about. <laughs> like, when you it's when you realize how pleasant. it is they kill you, you're like, no. oh, God. Well, I mean, do you mean more above and beyond what they've already shown us? In, oh, in again, well, I, I remember I Steve watched as much. So. Yeah, I was yeah. I was oh, full okay. on media blackout mode, so That's I couldn't true. tell you mm-hmm. what what they showed. Um, but it, you know, for me, somebody who who didn't see it before, I saw it for the first time today, and I was like, oh, that's that's gruesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. What did you guys um, think of the uh, the opening cutscenes? I 
I thought those were surprisingly beautiful. Like oh god, yeah, they were pieces. They were gorgeous, and I love how even though it felt like they kind of spoiled things in the trailers regarding the opening cutscene, they really didn't. There's a real sense of mystery. Yeah, I was about to say the mystery they build in the opening cutscene is so compelling. Mm -hmm. It it makes me want to know, like. I, I thought from all the trailers that people would kind of basically have the story beats down and definitely not. Nintendo held some stuff back and it's, it's good stuff. So I'm, I'm really I excited my to head, unravel like, it. I, I definitely have in my head what I uh, like a theory of what I think would be going on. I'm Me not going to say it because I don't want to color anyone's expectations, but I do have at least one overall theory of what is of, of how this is all going to play out i have no idea how close to right i am i might i bet off, you and i have the same theory. theory i bet we do you think so okay yeah. we'll have to compare yeah. notes we'll, we'll talk about it privately. i don't have a bes- i yeah. don't have a bespoke theory but no I do have same an assumption based on some certain encounters that i've that i've had actually that we've all mm-hmm. had because it's a requirement in the first few minutes of the game but yeah, hmm. I I think I know what's going on. I'm just not for sure yet. I'm not 100% sure yet. I've not made any guesses. I A lot of times when I play a game for the first time, I don't try to predict. I'm just on, along for the ride. And the thing that's stuck out to me, and actually, um, before before I get into my stuff, Daniel, we haven't let you talk too much yet about your experiences so far, like how you feeling about Dread. All right, so you all want to buckle down. Um, talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about the design of this game a little bit. Uh, well, first of all, you start the game off, and I, I like Steve said earlier, I appreciate how much of an inspiration this takes from Super Metroid. Like, you see Samus's helmet, it tilts towards the screen when you yeah. see the file menu, and you're like, oh my god, yeah. that's yeah. then you know that they're, you're in for something. But, um, just from the f- when you right when you start off, like, it's so interesting to see, uh, in context because as far as lore goes, you never really see a uh, the Chozo, well, everyone knows about the Chozo now. No, you never see the Chozo in context of wearing actual armor that's that's fully equipped for a Chozo. You always see it mm-hmm. in the context of Samus wearing it. So it's just things like yeah, that that right. you never really think about that you actually see, and it, it's just so fascinating to, to see how that plays out. And, and and like, oh yeah, right, you're you're from this army of warriors, not just like um, not just these wise men as as they usually show it through lore. Right, elder, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the moment that you touch controls and you move samus around it feels so right when you when you move around when you jump when you aim everything feels so fluid and so like like well done and, and i'm still discovering new animations for that samus does like when you slide you can still shoot while you're sliding when you slide if you do yeah. a melee counter she does a cartwheel it's like she flips upward like there's so many little like mechanics and yeah. things that, that go there- into this and it's so solid if there's a block that's just one spot in front of, uh, above you don't have to mm-hmm. jump. It'll she'll just pop over. She'll pop over it. Yeah, yeah. The, things like that, where it feels like there's just so much more immersion and and the the, the character in context of the world, and yeah, it just kind of builds off what we experienced in Samus Returns because Mercury seemed kind of like built what they had and, and went forward with it. And you're and now you have it like in an actual controller, like you're not holding it in a handheld. You can actually it feels a little more tactile and it, it feels better overall. And yeah, just the design of it. Um, it's so unnerving, like in a good way. Like mm-hmm. when you th- when you think about the kind of like horror aspects that Metroid has, you think about Metroid Fusion, um, and like the SAX. But in in reality, you don't really do as much. It's not very active. It's always you're just kind of trying to hide from them whenever they appear. And here in this game, you're actively running away 
for your for your dear life because there's always something that's just kind of hunting you down and you feel like it doesn't the, feel like a canned sequence like fusion yeah, yeah. you feel right. like the actual now you're the the hunted and not the hunter in these situations and like whenever you're in an emmy zone there's like a, a grain filter that's on the screen it becomes darker there's like a there's like a more of a, yeah. a silhouette that's mm-hmm. going on yeah uh, when the emmy's close your controller shakes like it's a heartbeat almost just all these little touches that make for the an experience that like I think a lot of people were really wanting from from Metroid. I I, I think a lot of the expectations from this game so far have been being met, and man, it this feels is, like or even surpassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that too, and definitely. The thing is, this it doesn't feel like it at first, but as you go on, it's like from the first boss to later Emmy encounters to the second boss. This game has teeth. I have died a lot yep. in this game. Yeah. It, yeah, it is, uh, it, it. but it doesn't feel super punishing because um, the checkpoints are really forgiving. So that's you're back in the action. Oh yeah, yeah. expecting probably to, yeah, to die. Yeah, I've you are Emmy back so in the action. Uh, oh, got the Metro Dread Height Police coming. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. They can shut up. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's really well done. I think the the game balance is like tough, but not impossible. And I think that's a great thing because, you know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. complain about Nintendo games being a little too easy. Not, not, you know, too much, too much like that. This one has like, I don't find find it impossible, but it is a lot of fun. You'll, you'll probably die a lot, but if you stick with it, you will beat this game. That's the thing. You can think of interesting. Yeah. Cause they're like, they're not overwhelming you with enemies. They're really like, like focusing on those encounters with the Emmys themselves mm-hmm. being like the primary way that you're going to find yourself dying a lot. Yeah. Um, Cause I've only and... died like outside of Emmys, maybe two or three times. And half the time it's just because I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. My timing <laughs> got off and the enemies, the enemies do hit you pretty hard. I will say that they mm-hmm. do. Uh, but I, but I think you're right on it. I think it strikes a, a nice balance that they haven't hit before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually, uh, already excited to go back through a second time and see how much better I can do. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. This, this is meant for replaying. And I, I will say that one other thing about this, uh, my favorite thing about this game by far up to this point is it has one of the best sense of flows to a Metroidvania that I've ever encountered. I, I the, the way it just seamlessly goes from stage to, to area to area showing what areas do, kind of showing how they're interconnected, uh, showing how they uh, you you kind of go about this. Because it caught me off guard in the um, opening area, just how quickly you get to the second area. I'm like, I've barely, there's so much more of this. I'm not used to this, right. but there's so much left of this first map. And then you get later in the game and you find ways that you go back or you'll have this small section in the next map that you can't progress past, but it gets you just enough, just uh, enough of an upgrade that you can go back to the previous area, not too far uh, uh, away and continue from a new spot. Now you can go anywhere you want. You can explore and do all that. But if you kind of find your way there, uh, you know, find your way around you can keep yourself in a nice flow and you don't feel like it, like you're backtracking, but you're not really backtracking. You're fi- seeing new things as you're backtracking. And I'm yeah. loving the just sense of like, you know, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. You're just always in a new place and it feels so satisfying. 
Um, I yeah. want to go back really quick to something you oh, said, okay. Daniel, that, that I really, really agree with, and that is the the fact that there is is a more overt horror vibe in this game. You know, Metroid's mm-hmm. always been known for being atmospheric, and then Fusion came along and definitely dialed up the horror element with the SAX and just the the sense of isolationism on uh, you know on the space station. But Dread almost feels like a straight up horror game a lot of the time, and a lot of that is down to the frankly fantastic sound design so far um yeah i I haven't gotten like long enough into the game to really comment on the music very much but just the the environmental sound design this game is scary and 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 i made sure to play through like the first you know however long i have with my uh my new i got ps5 pulse headphones i just got a new set and so i played with those and that is the way to playing with headphones seems to be the way to play this game period. (laughs) And I'm glad I didn't, I'm almost glad I didn't play more already because I was in a brightly lit room and it was cool with the headphones, but I'm like, you know what? This is a game I want to really play the most of that I can at night. No, you know, no distractions, not, not a lot of light in the dark with my headphones on. This game is scary. And I want to, I want to just double down on how overt, this game's horror vibes are. And I, I got to say, that's one of my favorite things yeah. about it. This feels mm-hmm. like a horror Metroid game and mm-hmm. or a Metroid horror game. And I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, I think there's I an actual... Of you... uh, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think there was an actual like post on the, the, the Nintendo Featured News Channel that was telling you, suggesting you to do just that. You should play it in the dark. You should play it with headphones. You should do this and that to, to kind of immerse yourself into that world. Because I think that this world definitely deserves it. There's so much... To, to see and hear and feel. Um, yeah, just the fact that when you're in the, the Emmy rooms, you can hear them walking around, you hear the beeping, and you just, you suddenly, your heart rate just goes up. And you're just like, oh my God, I need to get moving. And just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so immersive in that way. And that's what I love about this so much. Yep. I, I find one it really I funny, found... by the way. Just, oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go, please. Uh, one thing I found really surprising, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but I had an enemy, not an Emmy, but like just a rent, uh, you know, regular <laughs> minion. At the uh, uh, entrance of a door, I walked through the door as it shot a projectile, and the projectile followed me into the other room. Like, oh wow, the screen that, did it. That That's does cool. not surprise me because it doesn't seem like these are separated rooms; like they have to load into each other. Yeah. Thanks to the, when you fight the Emmys, because you can set, go through a door and you can look through the other side and see that, like, see the other area and see mm-hmm. them coming towards you. So it was just yeah, really that, surprising, but a nice touch. Mm-hmm. It's really Man, cool. Just talking about yeah. making me want to go and play it right now. And also, I want to I want to thank various people in our chat, both chats, uh, for reminding me that I still need to go get the Metroid Dread Spirits in Smash. I completely forgot that. Oh that yeah, happened. Yeah, that's gotta do today. That. So I got to go do that tonight <laughs> too. Thank you for the reminder. Nice. And here's hoping those spirit events continue. I'm so glad they're doing them. Still, that that is pretty awesome. Uh, one, I I wanted to read out a couple super chats because they were relevant to the discussion right now. Uh, Yoshi with an Australian five dollars super chat said Metroid's been out for a day and a half in Australia now. Yeah, I know that burns me every time. <laughs> oh, Australia! Uh, and, and then uh, he he says yeah. uh, Emmys are actually or they say Emmys are actually terrifying. These things give me anxiety. So satisfying to destroy them. <laughs> and I gotta say, I've it I is satisfying. Really lied, but holy hell, do I ever agree? Like. Like I was saying earlier, I feel my blood pressure rise when I'm in a room with an Emmy. I'm like, I got to get out of here there. I I don't want to spoil it, but there was one room that was an Emmy location that had a puzzle in it, like a very simple one, but a puzzle nonetheless. And I was like, what do you mean I have to solve a puzzle? (laughs) Like, I just need to get out of here. There's like a a place for you. 
Yeah. There's like a place where you like have to wait and you're just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> I don't have time for yeah. this. I, I don't have I don't have the uh the fortitude for this is more like it. <laughs> um, I know. I, actually I was curious to how you were gonna feel about that, Steve, when you played it, because I know you are a self admitted not a fan of of survival horror games and horror games in general. And so I was curious about how that more overt scary vibe would, would land with you. Uh, it, it, so far it's, it's landing well. It's like the right balance between definitely be having like, a an element of fear to it, but without like, it's going to tension. Or- yeah. It's tension, it's not horror. Yeah. yeah not that's like, how I yeah. would, I would describe it. It is a sense of like extreme tension, but it isn't like out and out, like just, you know, terrifying. Uh, whereas mm. I think like resident evil and games like that, where they intentionally like put jump scares in and, and sharp noises to like, you know, with the intent of, of freaking you out i think that's the difference is like i'm never thinking like yeah. oh man i'm just gonna hear like glass shatter and a friggin' scream in my headphones you know yeah <laughs> yeah right, Ga- right. games like that totally rely more on like the visceral like effect of visuals of sound like like just seeing actual horror elements but in this game it's mostly just the atmosphere itself that makes you feel tense it's not so much of like oh there's a <laughs> there's something that with this with like freaking tentacles coming out of his head or something you'd see in Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like yeah. just the fact that there's something here stalking you quietly. And when you find it, or if it finds you, you have to run for your life. That, that's a that's a, a horror that I can always get down with. Yeah. By the I way, that like, I... smoky effect that they do on the uh, platforms in the mm-hmm. areas. Like they're really trying oh, yeah. to set the mood. Oh, I see. Yeah. But despite no, the fact games, that you are absolutely outgunned, I of the moments they give Samus where basically anytime she beats a boss, oh my God. they give her a, just one of the most badass poses you can think of for that so situation. Like, so I, like I She's thought so the one from the first boss was great. The second boss was even better than oh what, like what she pulls oh, off. Yeah, it's so good. She's like, like, so, so calm and collected and calculating. It's like, Oh my God. It's so exactly. Great. I, I love how like <laughs> she comes across the spoiler from the from the trailers, and she just like, well, <laughs> starts charging up. I'm like, yep, that oh. sounds about right. Yeah, nice. Well, one thing I also love that's been carried over from Fusion, which is a, a game I loved. I've mentioned that I I love Super Metroid and Fusion almost equally. And one one of the things, and and I'm not going to go into any actual dialogue, but one of the things I loved about Fusion is kind of the the ghost in the machine type plot point with Adam. And that's carried over into Dread as well. And I just love that. I just love the concept of what, you know, he represents at this stage in the timeline. And so I I don't know what happens. I don't know if there's anything that happens in Dread specifically pertaining to that. Just in a general sense, I love that they're carrying forward that ghost in the machine type of thing with Adam. It's it's a great idea. It's really cool. It's it's a great idea in how he uh, furthers the plot but doesn't direct you where to go. It's like, okay, there's this thing right. in mm-hmm. here. I don't know where it is, but and I know a general like direction. Go that direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, the, uh, uh, no granting Samus permission to turn on abilities this time. Right. He also, he also helps set the mood because like, mm. He didn't want you to go there. He's like, no, this right. is a bad yeah. idea. Hey, guys, maybe, <laughs> maybe let's not talk too much about that. I, I think uh, that's, that, uh, good, know, that's a good point. We're, we're veering point. into story territory, and I really don't want, you know, people are, people might not have this game yet. So, um, okay. sure, yeah, sure. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, jump in and be like, shut up! No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
<laughs> just so fair. you know, what, what we were talking about happens in the opening, though. Don't worry. Yeah, we yeah, it's the opening. It happens it's, literally it's in the, the very opening, opening of the game. I just, yeah. you know, I know yeah. a lot of folks are hyped for this, and yeah, for whatever the, reason. The big thing to take away from Adam is he's not directing you to, to, to um, he's not like other M where he's limiting your options. And it's not like fusion where it's like, go to this specific point. It's, Hey, here's what's happening right now. You should probably go this direction. It's a yeah. gentle like, nudge. And it's yeah. like, go East, go North, go up, go this way. Yeah. Not even yeah. like go to this point and it's highlighted on the map. You, you might get lost. It's you could easily get lost true i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah so far I've, I've gotten lost once so far and i think it's all right um but let's see uh real quick i, I want to uh read out a couple more super chats that we got that are all kind of you know germane to what we're talking about uh well two of them are one of them is from someone brand new and i like to call out you know new new super chatters amongst our ranks uh wolverale 12 which is a name i don't think i've ever seen before yeah mm-hmm. uh with a two dollar super hey. chat just says hey Hey guys, big fans of you and John enjoying Aria right now. I assume that's Aria of Sorrow. Yes, yeah. and I say another fantastic Metroidvania. Yeah, really good one. Putting the Vania in Metroidvania. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for the super chat, and it's good to see you around. I thank hope you, you, I hope you uh, stick around. You know, whether you super chat or not. Uh, Jared Helder again, who just became a patron. Thank you so much. Uh, with a Canadian two dollars super chat, says, "How precise do you need to be?" I need funky Samus. And I'm going to assume you're talking about counters, uh, which I would say like your typical counter, you don't really need to be wildly precise, at least in the beginning. Uh, it feels pretty forgiving. I, I Yeah, I noticed like I was actually waiting too long. Yeah, I was actually waiting too long for a lot of my counters. And then I was like started jumping the gun a bit more. I was like, oh, OK, this works. Nice. Yeah. So, That's yeah, I, I am. When, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead Sorry, Ash. I was gonna say I am down to see Samus go all Funky Kong mode and wear shades and and have a tie back <laughs> bandana. Like I'm totally down Mr. with Ford. that. That would be super game. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. And finally, our our good friend and longtime executive producer Vedran Hotek with a two dollars super chat says Nintendo fixing to buy Mercury Steam after this. And I gotta say that would be I, a smart move. Well, I've been a fan of Mercury yep. Steam ever since uh, Lords of Shadow. Like I've I've seen something in this developer. They've always kind of impressed me. Their the biggest weakness, at least with the, their Lords of Shadow games, was that um, they had a very slow beginning that doesn't, didn't really pick up. But as soon as they hit their stride, there was always a point in the game where they hit their stride and they showed all their cards. Like, oh, this is actually really cool and really fun. And thankfully, uh, with uh, Samus Returns and Dread it's they've seemed to finally learn from that it's like okay here's how to get the good stuff right away and make it feel fun the entire way through yeah and they they understand mercury team understands metroid and they understand samus from what mm-hmm. i've seen absolutely so, yeah yeah agree yeah. so uh real quick let's just go around um before we end the show tonight and, and probably continue this discussion well into the post show <laughs> um How's everybody feeling? Like, if you had to, let's just say, if you had to score it right now, you know, based on your first initial play, where would this land for you? I'll start with you, Derek, since you're our resident expert. Also, since you're the one that will finally score it. (laughs) I mean, I have, I'm like thinking back and I have no complaints. Like, I can't think of a a single thing to really complain about. Um, It is just been pure fun i've been dying to play it all day like when i'm not playing it it's just like i want i want to get back to it 
it's a pure bliss right now. This is wow. definitely a game of the year category yeah. uh, like challenge because it is just so so tightly designed. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ash? Where where are you at? Well, I can't hold down and press jump to slide, so pure misery for me, man. I, <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. No, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say great vibes only because I've barely played an hour, so I I literally don't think I played enough to possibly make any sort of you know any sort of conclusion that is mm-hmm. a pure bliss for me. Yet. I mean, it you're still kind of into stuff that they showed off during the treehouse, and I I exactly. know like when I was playing that section, I'm like this is cool, but I've seen this before. Once I got to the right. new stuff and I was experiencing it, that's when it took it's off. It's easily, easily great vibes for me already so far, just from the first hour. I cannot wait to get back to this game. We need to finish this discussion. So I can, <laughs> I can't wait to play more of this game. I yes. really can. Nice. Uh, how about you, Daniel? Where are you at? I am definitely at a great vibes. That's teetering on pure bliss right now. As far as what I've seen so far, um, I definitely see one game that's going to be on everyone's uh, top five end of the year game of the year discussion when we do when we get to that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um but yeah, this has been such a great experience so far. I'm going to get right back into it as soon as I can this weekend. And yeah, I can see myself just keep playing this over and over. Um, I got other games to get to, but but Metroid beckons, and I'm so happy that this game is out. The galaxy Seriously, is at yeah. peace. Nice, nice. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah. Where where are you at? How are you feeling about Dread so far? I think I'm echoing uh, Daniel's thoughts. I am great vibes, very close to falling right into pure bliss. Uh, It's just hard for me to say (laughs) until the credits roll. Um, But if it's as good as it is right now, all the way through the end, that's an easy pure bliss for me. Yeah. Mm, Nice. Yeah. I I would say uh, that I'm, that I'm definitely closer to probably Ash in my opinions right now. It's, it's too early for me to tell. I'm, I'm like, you know, a little over a half hour in, mm-hmm. uh, but I will say that it hits some really great beats for me. Like I, you know, I'm already looking at things as I'm running through the environment and saying, Oh, I'm definitely going to have to come back here later. Oh, you know, if, you know, when I get the morph ball, which I assume is in the game, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I see it's blue in the walls and I'm like, I can't, I can't get that. You know, I need a power up for that. I love that feeling of like seeing things and knowing I'm going to be back here later. And there's some cool mm-hmm. stuff waiting for me. But for now, I got to just push through with the limited power I have and take on the challenges I can take on. And that is something that I think Nintendo does uniquely well with Metroid. While so many games, you know, imitate this, that there's a whole genre around it. I feel like having an actual Metroid game, uh, you know, to fall back on after all these years uh, reminds me that why it's called Metroidvania and not something else. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would say it's it's a very strong, great vibes, you know, and, and I would say that, you know, if it if it gets better than where it's at right now, I could definitely see myself also giving it a pure bliss. But I got to see I'm too early. It in. does. <laughs> I, I, I you believe my point, you'll, I, I think you'll, uh, I think you'll start to change. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Uh, my, my, you know, as, as one of our super chatters mentioned, I apologize. I don't have the name at the front of my mind right now. I am getting done with the show tonight. I'm ordering a pizza and I am, I am oh, chilling yeah. with some Metroid for as long <laughs> as my body will hold out. Uh, nice. so, all right. Before I, I, we don't normally do this, but there's no guests to ask where they're going to be. Everyone here is on GVG. You know where we are. <laughs> so um, I want to take this moment to ask you guys in the audience a question. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, what we did with Super Chats tonight was very much an experiment. It's not set in stone yet. Uh, so if you could do us a huge favor in the chat, 
drop a message to let us know what you thought of it. Did it did it work? Did it not work? Uh, that's your super chat alert example up there. Uh, and let me know what you thought. Did it help the pacing of the show? Uh, if you did super chat, did, did it discourage you from doing again? Did you like it? None of this is permanent yet. So we want to make sure that the steps we're taking to help are helping. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let us, let us know what you thought. Um, and I, I do have one now that we're not talking about anything. Uh, T Zilla with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much. I, uh, just popped up on screen there says, Hey guys, huge fan of TNT current listening, currently listening while at work. Just wondering what's been your favorite out of all the new games on switch. I'm really enjoying, uh, I've really been enjoying monkey ball banana mania. Uh, man, it's been switch fans been eaten. (laughs) So (laughs) I got no more heroes three monkey ball, uh, you know, Metroid dread, Wario, Wario where, yeah. Wario uh, where, yeah, it's just, it's been, I got Pokemon and SMT five coming. (laughs) Yeah. I I'm going to say though, of the current crop, even though I'm only 30 minutes in it's, it's dread. It's, it's absolutely dread. Right. I mean, I, I reviewed Banana Mania and really enjoyed it. As if you see, saw my review, I gave it a great vibes. I think it's it's really fun. I like it a lot. Uh, Metroid Dreads already, though, <laughs> really vying for that spot of all of my favorite new game on Switch. But I do want to give this chance to shout out my usual amount of love for Cruise and Blast. Please play this game, everybody. Please buy this game. Play this game. I, I feel it is so... the purest ass arcade racer you will play in years, probably. And I just I love it. If you're not into arcade racers, it's not for you. I get that. It's cool. If you if you need online play, not for you. Fine. I don't, and I do love arcade racers. This game's awesome, and I just want to throw out some love for Cruise and Blast. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Cruise and Blast was sent out to die, and I hate that about it. I know. Um, yeah. it, it, it's just, I bought it, and I yeah. have it, and I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will eventually. It came out at a bad time. Yeah, yeah. it really did. Uh, Brian Rivera with a $1.99 super chat just says, just ordered my special edition slash Amiibo. What a pain. Uh, yeah, I imagine that was difficult. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you got them, though. Um, I, so I, I feel like uh, just reading through the, the chat here on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys so much for your responses. Uh Everybody's kind of saying, you know, they they like it. It's much better. It helped the flow of the show. They think it definitely worked. Um, they like the design of the box. Uh, thought the format was was a lot better. I'm getting a lot of really positive feedback. The big thing, the big um, criticism I'm seeing is that it needs to be on the screen longer, and it needs the te- the font needs to be bigger. Yes, I was going to say, and and that is something I brought well. up. Uh, was that I felt like if you're watching on a phone or a small screen, it might be difficult. So uh, we are we are going to see if we can you know this is our first pass so we'll we'll keep trying this and try to refine it further but i think it was a great first attempt um so Uh, yeah some some folks oh go ahead toastios has a has has a good concern here saying uh my only worry is that it feels like there's no way to communicate with you guys during the stream with discord not having your full attention either uh i mean and and that is true what i can say is though is that we all are typically watching well, maybe other than the host, because the host has a lot more to do. But typically, the rest of us are watching the live audience patron chat and the YouTube chat for anything we want to call out. Uh, but of course, if we if we read out too much, then the show just goes on forever anyway. Uh, but we are paying attention. Like, we're not just ignoring the chats or, or anything. So, you know, if you want to get our attention, tag us for sure in, in Discord. We can't guarantee that'll mean that what, what you're saying gets read out. But we are watching and we are paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't yeah, worry about th- this one we we ended up. Uh, I wanted to make this episode just about dread and to talk for the whole hour, 
Um, but we ended up having an actual full slate of news stories. So I had to push through the news to get to this short discussion about dread. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we do need to actually wrap up this episode. Um, So I want to say uh, thank you to everybody for watching. Thank you for providing us with your feedback. We're going to keep working on Super Chats to hope, hopefully find something that makes at least most of the people happy. And I feel like we're on the right track. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to keep, uh, keep an eye on it and see what we can do. Stay tuned for the next episode on Monday where we'll probably have some tweaks to this formula. Uh, but at least it kept the news going. So I appreciate everybody for hanging out. Uh, that does, however, bring us to the end of tonight's episode. Um, as you all know, that means you know, normally we'd talk to our guests, ask them where they're from, what they're doing, where you can find them. But you can find everybody on tonight's episode right here at YouTube.com slash GVG official. If you're listening on podcast services around the globe, that is anchor.fm slash GVG. You can find today's news tonight right there. Subscribe on either service. We love you so much. Um, and, you know, we have to give a special thank you. I totally stumbled over my words there because I don't ever say that. But uh, <laughs> we have to give a thank you to everybody uh, for participating in tonight's episode, uh, especially for our patrons. You can find out more about us at patreon.com slash gvgaming. But, uh, you know, we have to give a special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. You guys make this show happen. Uh, we couldn't do this three nights a week without your support. It means the world to us. And we're grateful that you're willing to sit here and listen to us talk about Metroid at random <laughs> intervals for as long as we do. Uh, <laughs> but we have to give an extra special thank you to our folks in the uh, executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include none other than Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs. Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, it's uh I'm sorry, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, uh Ro- Roman Klichinski, sorry, we redid the list, Critter XD, <laughs> Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrema, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Killamox, Fizzywig Hoyd, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B. Our, our credits just cut off. I apologize, folks. Uh, Eddie B., Kyed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deneth, Kota, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, my mom, hi mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff 196, Kane Wooly, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jersick, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Chibi J, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brandon Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, David Howard, and finally, Rizemon. Woo! 
And remember Ooh. that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming. We have all kinds of different tiers for you to check out, but even just heading over to the page, seeing what we have to offer would help us out a ton. Uh, but if you're unable to support us on Patreon and you're just here on YouTube and you like, subscribe, get yourself into the drawing to win a Switch OLED at 75k, we appreciate you so, so much. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for tonight for episode oh, yeah. 144 of today's news tonight. We will see you again for the next episode on Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern right here at YouTube or uh, wherever it is you like to catch us. But until next time, guys, <laughs> good night and good vibes. Bye, Hi, everyone. Bye, everyone. Meet again. Bye, everybody.